0: Hello, and welcome to Practically Effective. This is a podcast by Will and Joe, who is me, about effects, props, and stuts in various films. I'm sticking with that (laughs) intro, and I'm sorry. And today, we're talking about Star Wars.
1: Yeah. So, Will. So, Joe. This is how it always works. Oh, God. Well, shall we explain our different formats?
0: We're not going through
1: chronologically? Well, normally we just go through the film. Yep. And just talk about various scenes as they come up. But because there's so much to talk about with
0: Star Wars, we've kind of... There's frankly too much to talk about with Star Wars. There's an obscene amount of information. We could do like 20 podcasts just on Star Wars. The first Star Wars. Without even going into the new new ones, next ones, second ones. The Empire Strikes Back is a new one, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So I apologise if we don't say everything. Which we definitely won't. I mean, normally our podcasts are quite gappy.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're normally so far. we <laughs> research.
0: I mean, when it comes to, like, a death race, <laughs> we can find all the information, because there's only four bits. <laughs> but for Star Wars, not possible. So, um, yes, where, should, where shall we begin, Mr. Wilson?
1: Uh, shall we tell the story of his troubled production? Because you seem very eager.
0: Well, you know, troubled production might be my favourite segment of this entire podcast. Joe. Yes, Will. <laughs> I There's stand by what I your best segment You're right. The introduction. <laughs> <laughs> we have a section literally called the best section. Back in the days, feel, feel free to jump in with things that you know. Okay. Um, Just
1: spelt around the unrelated Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: So, uh, you're probably aware that George Lucas initially wanted to adapt Flash Gordon. Mm. That was his initial madcap scheme basically he wanted to make something that was just fun and good versus evil like what he had when he was a kid like Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon and he tried desperately to get the rights to Flash Gordon without success I don't, I don't really know why but he couldn't get them so he he wrote Star Wars
1: didn't he write basically all the films at once and then basically close up into thirds
0: so he wrote a, a ridiculously big script. He wrote like four drafts of it, and the, in some of the other drafts, there's some weird stuff. Like Han Solo was a green skinned. Yeah, there's
1: one where they're all robots, I think. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but at various points, characters were different and weird. Oh, yeah, Luke was a 60 year old general
1: at one Luke point. was a woman in one of them, I think. <laughs> I can consider making Luke one.
0: Yeah, but he wrote a mega script and divided. Like, decided to only make the first third, that is true, but the others weren't the next Star Wars. Right. So, in when making this movie, Lucas didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father. That twist came afterwards. Or that Luke and Leia were brother and sister, which is quite obvious. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he basically had loads and loads of material. And he'd kind of created a world but didn't really have a story for it. And that's why he had so many drafts. Um, yes, so he got the draft made and he took it to the studios to try and get some funding for it. And... Whoever made his first... I think it was Universal that made American Graffiti turned him down. And a load of other studios, including Disney, turned him down. But eventually he got funding at 20th Century Fox. Not really because of the film, but because they were investing in him because he was an up-and-coming young director. And the the guy was like, you can have some money. But um, yeah, because we have faith in you, not because we have any faith in this (laughs) nonsense. Because this movie was... The first time that anyone had really done anything like this. There's loads of references to the world outside what's going on. Mm. And that had never really been done before. So reading it, people were like, wait, what is this? What, are these what is Hoshi Station of these power converters you speak of? What, <laughs> what does is any of that mean? <laughs> yeah. What is
1: a parsec, apparently? <laughs> another one that didn't get addressed.
0: It was, it was I'm missing so much stuff. But I can't I can't recite the entire hour long documentary or watched on the troubled production. They went to Tunisia to film it. Mm. And they got a cast and crew together, obviously. Um but they got to Tunisia and on the very first Don't
1: talk about, I'm talking about that in the sets bit. What? The Sandstorm. Okay. I, I don't just... talk about it now. I was just gonna say no. Skip Tunisia. That's my bit. <laughs> Alright, I was just kind of
0: They've now come back from Tunisia. So they came back from Tunisia and went to... Oh, damn, I forgot what the name of the studios are, but they're in London. And they were like, now we're indoors, we will be safe. But um, the crew thought this was all nonsense. They had no faith in George Lucas. The cast, because George Lucas was under a lot of stress, the studio kept being like, this movie, the Star Wars, that it's costing us money and we're. it's still not finished yet even though, because he was, he was a few weeks behind schedule and people at the studio were getting itchy and they were also sending him really weird notes. So one of the, the notes was like, this Chewbacca character he doesn't wear any clothes we should, oh, yeah. we should put him in <laughs> some shorts to make him decent. <laughs> so the studio were being no help at all and he had, I can't remember I didn't write down the guy's name, which is stupid of me but he had this guy who'd essentially funded him who was in his corner fighting for this movie and saying, look, George will get it done. The crew had no faith in this project, but you can kind of understand why. Mm. Because this movie didn't have any special effects. So there's a really good behind-the-scenes clip I saw. It's like of it the destruction of Alderaan. And there's a planet in the window. And Peter Cushing says his line, "You're I firewood, ready... And then they kind of just take away the planet. <laughs> and someone puts a hand up and goes, Bang! <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it looks ridiculous. Also, Darth Vader spoke with the voice of David Prowse, the guy in the suit, who, I think he was, like, had a northern accent, and the crew nicknamed him Darth Farmer. And also, in some scenes, I saw Chewbacca was speaking English. (laughs) But not that that makes it less weird than his weird moaning and roaring. But, yeah, it looks bizarre. And, because the special effects are the thing that sell that movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most groundbreaking part of it, I'd say. But yeah, without that, it looks ridiculous. So the crew had no faith in it. The cast, seeing that George Lucas were, was very, very sad, kind of played loads of jokes yes. on him. And I don't think it helps. <laughs> but also, George Lucas wasn't a very forthcoming director. He seems like a very shy person. Yeah. Um, and they they used to joke that he he had two directions: faster and more intense. And there was one point when he lost his voice, um, through like in the production. So they just wrote those two words on two boards for him to hold up.
1: Did he use
0: them? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I don't have any evidence to suggest that he did. But yeah, it all seems like a very very dysfunctional set. George Lucas. It doesn't seem that what they made seemed to live up to what he had in mind. Right. So that he had this brilliant world and obviously they could only do what they could do with the budget so he was I think a bit down on the fact that the movie wasn't coming out as the great spectacle that he wanted
1: but he he's pleased why he tried fiddling with it so much afterwards
0: that would make sense actually yeah because in his mind it was never finished or never done properly they were two weeks behind schedule uh, they were a few million over budget they, they only had a very small budget of 8 million Yeah, and they went over budget to about 10 I think but basically one day the Fox board said right this movie Star Wars you have a week left to finish it and then it stops. And we don't want any more of this. You just stop him making it and spending our money. So Lucas said... Uh, to get it all done, they had to get a second unit in. And Lucas was like... Look, we if you let us film for two weeks... We can get it all done with one unit... And that will be cheaper. But they were like... No, it must be done by one week. Spend more money to get it done. And eventually they had three units working on it at the same time. and Yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare right at the end. And then it got to the editing. Yeah. The first edit that they put together was a total disaster and the movie was just a a real mess. The editor wasn't listening to what George Lucas was asking him to do so Lucas had to fire him and get someone else in and while these other two people were frantically editing the movie had to be pushed back from Christmas to the next summer. Um, So it was like pushed back five, six months. So Lucas then went to ILM. ILM had spent half of their budget and been there for about a year And they have four shops, all of which Lucas said weren't usable. When you say it like that, it sounds like, what have they been doing all this time? But they were, they basically were a new company and they'd just been put in a warehouse, a big empty warehouse. So they'd spent time and money making a shop for them to work in, building models, making like computer controlled camera equipment, all that sort of thing. So they had invested, but they still didn't have anything that was up to scratch. And, yeah, it got to the point where people at Fox were saying that this movie would never be finished. Mm. Lucas was having to fight to keep the movie afloat on a daily basis. And eventually he was admitted to hospital with chest pains, thinking he was having a heart attack. But it was just hypertension and stress. And they were like, can you just get out of this stressful (laughs) environment? And he was like, no, I have a movie to make. Eventually, by some miracle, all this came together. And they showed it at the first screenings and an executive cried.
1: <laughs> what? Why did he cry? Because it's such
0: an emotional movie,
1: Will. Why well, is there a particular bit he cried at all? I don't know. No. He just had a cry. Maybe he cried because he knew how much it would cost. <laughs> yeah, he was crying <laughs> because he was like, oh, this money wasted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I've jumped over quite a lot of stuff there. Because I, d- I don't like just doing a monologue. Mm. But, um, yes. Also, I skipped over the bit where Lucas showed a version of it to Like, all his mates, all his director mates. This was pre-special effects. And all of them said it was one of the worst (laughs) things I'd ever seen. Except Spielberg. It was like, this will make millions. You've really struck on something here, George.
1: And didn't Spielberg and Lucas... Lucas agreed to give Spielberg a cut of the makings of Star Wars. Yes. And the movie that Spielberg was making, I don't remember what that was called. Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Lucas thought that would be much more successful than Star Wars. And Spielberg said Star Wars would be more successful. So they agreed to exchange I can't It was, it was that like 2.5% It wasn't a vast was. amount yeah. They agreed to exchange 2.5% of each other's profits
0: Yeah, and apparently Spielberg Is still making money off yeah. Star Wars to this day I don't think Lucas is making much of Close no, Encounters <laughs> You look forward to our Close Encounters episode <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I've never seen it No,
1: no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> um, So yeah, there you go They had an incredibly troubled production uh, And it's a miracle it got made, frankly Let alone that it's any good uh, but yes there you go that's me zipping through Troubled Productions
1: I heard that on one of the first premiere like the premiere the Japanese premiere yeah so if, if Americans like a film or if they like anything when the plane lands successfully <laughs> they start clapping and they're like oh yes this is oh, brilliant fantastic I'm going to start trying. Uh,
0: I love how it, you did that in such a British way <laughs>
1: oh yes fantastic Wait a minute. The Japanese um, are much more refined people. And so if they really like a film, the highest form of praise they can give it is just to not make any noise. So they did the Japanese premiere, and the guy from the studio was there, and at the end of the film, nobody was doing anything. And he thought, oh no, they hate my film. What have we done?
0: <laughs> so what would the Japanese do if they hate a movie? Just Clap. <laughs> And obviously audiences went wild for it across the globe. Yeah. And it spawned numerous sequels and then some prequels and then Then a load more more sequels. It
1: just keeps going. And
0: so many toys.
1: Did you know that the body count is two billion, two million seven (laughs) hundred and (laughs) ninety five thousand
0: one hundred and ninety two? Oh no, I didn't know that. Is the two billion older on? It's
1: older on and the death star.
0: And the two million is probably the death star.
1: I don't know if it breaks down like that, but the vast majority of it would be... Older on, surely, yeah. yeah.
0: What's the on-screen body count?
1: Well, you see Older on get blown up. Yeah, but I mean, you you don't see see all all the people. Yes, you do. They put them all in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) ILM made two billion tiny (laughs) people, and that's why it took them so long. (laughs) Oh, dear. I'm looking forward to the very special edition where you see the lives of every single person on Alderaan. <laughs> and the movie's just a year long. <laughs> Dear, so where do we go from here?
1: Shall we talk about Tatooine?
0: Yes. Because like, basically the first half of the movie's Tatooine. Yeah. And droid antics. Yeah. Apparently there were deleted scenes with Luke and Biggs yes, on uh, Tatooine.
1: There's a scene... Um, the scene of them... Like reuniting, I guess, at mm-hmm. the verbal base. That's in the special edition, but yeah. it's not in the original. Isn't it? Edition, no. oh, I really like that scene. That's a good and scene. There are, uh, yeah, There's scenes of them on Tatooine that's not in anything. Anything, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently, they cut it out because at the beginning there was too much going on. And the editor was like, well, we should focus more on just the droids. Because that was something that had never really been done the before. Droid antics. <laughs> droid antics.
1: So you were saying that, um, Chewie spoke English, in some of the. Yeah, streams. the actor yeah. was
0: speaking English lines.
1: Well, apparently, R two D two originally was just supposed to speak English, just yeah? like normally, but he was sort of like swearing a lot. <laughs> 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 and um, the guy who played three P O
0: and yeah, Anthony Daniels
1: basically asked Lucas to because that was the dubbed in R two D two noises afterwards. Yeah, so he was having trouble synchronizing his lines. Like giving R2D2 enough time to take stuff up in. So he said to Lucas, just like make a noise. But Lucas, apparently, just Lucas just forgot to do that. So, it's yes, because he was very sad. Yeah. Can't muster himself to make R2D2 noises. It's just
0: size for a really long time.
1: <sighs> but the R2- R2D2. R2D2 noises were like baby screamings. <laughs> right and they like altered it digitally oh okay and it was it was a combination of like baby noises yeah and the sound guy who Ben Burt It's a good name basically he made noises yeah and digitally altered them so should we talk a bit about the droids that seems like we you we can talk about the droids yeah
0: and their antics at the beginning do D okay so do you find the beginning of Star Wars to be a bit slow by modern standards?
1: um, I mean, it starts off with a big space battle.
0: Yeah, I don't mean the very beginning. I mean, like, the first third, where it's the droids, and then they get captured by Jawas, and then they go and meet Luke, and then they go out back out into the desert and find Obi-Wan. Do you find mm, that? No, a bit... not
1: really, because, like, in a modern film, what they would probably just do is get rid, rid of the whole Jawa bit, right? Yeah. And then basically have C-3PO and R2-D2 landing conveniently close to Luke's yes. house. But then you're relying on like convenience and stuff. <laughs> he like
0: literally that. did that in episode 7, where Poe and oh, Finn yeah, crash yeah, yeah. right next to Ray, yeah, who exactly, has their droids. Exactly,
1: exactly. And like it's much less of a stretch of the imagination that they crash to somewhere random and then get captured by Jar was. Yeah. And then go no and sell them to these people. I mean, it's,
0: it's still people. an enormous coincidence that they landed with the father, the son of the guy, like who is the leader of the Empire. Yeah. That these two droids of the Death Star land get sold to him. But I, mean, I know what you mean, though. I, I like it as well, because you see more of the world. And you yeah, you get to experience Tatooine, and you get to see different creatures and different droids and all these antics going on. But I do think it's a little bit slow.
1: No, I don't. I don't, I don't really think
0: so. No, fair enough. Because we don't meet Han Solo in this movie till 45 minutes in. No.
1: And I always think it's uh, earlier. His opening line is just Han Solo. It's just his name. They should, also...
0: They should all introduce themselves. Obi-Wan... Right.
1: Obi-Wan Kenobi's first lines are, Hello there. <laughs>
0: they are. If you don't count that weird scream he does. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think I'd ever
0: noticed before. Because <laughs> the sand people are rummaging through their... um, um Luke's speeder. Yeah. Uh, and they're rummaging through the speeder, and there's just a horrible shriek, and they oh. all look over, and it's Obi-Wan! <laughs> Hello there!
1: Hello <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> there! When I noticed that, I thought, oh my god! <laughs> it all makes sense! <laughs> the meme has gone back in time and changed Star Wars. Yes. And he's talking to a droid as well. When he oh, he yes. is! <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> yeah, that must be a direct homage that we'd never noticed before. Because yeah. I think he even takes a hood down, <laughs> Yeah, McGregor does, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. Hello there. (laughs) That's such a weird thing to homage. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I know what we should do, George. We should have a bit where Ewan McGregor says, Hello there, Obi-Wan's famous catchphrase.
1: (laughs) Well, it is a catchphrase now. (laughs) So
0: apparently when Anthony Daniels put the 3PO suit on for the first time,
1: he'll get uh, cut his foot. Things. But it just kind of kept going anyway because yep. it wasn't that bad apparently.
0: And you, did you have any anything about the voice of Anthony Daniels? Oh, uh, yeah. the voice of Anthony Daniels? Oh, yeah.
1: Like, originally, they weren't going to use his voice, they were going to dub it originally. Yeah. And apparently, um, the, the noise, like this noise of him clanking around in his suit, <laughs> was so loud that it ruined. Not just his dialogue, but everybody else's dialogue <laughs> in the scene, and they had to redo all the audio because his suit was so loud.
0: <laughs> That's great. I didn't have that, but they got in like thirty voice actors, didn't they, to try out for his for three PO.
1: Yeah, and they just went with Anthony Daniels. And, and one of them, the them was just like, Wait, "Just get the guy who did it. <laughs> He's pretty good." <laughs> this is where my um, English bottle of versus just can't sell them, right? Place. So apparently. George Lucas envisioned 3PO as, like, a used car salesman. As, 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 that, that was, like, what the character was supposed to be like. And then Anthony Daniels came along and George Lucas said that he liked him because it was like an English butler. Yeah. And so, went with that instead. Well, it makes
0: sense, though, because the
1: droids are there to serve. Yeah. I don't know why he thought it would be better as a used car salesman. But what would that even sound like? Hello, come and buy my spaceship. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a freak, Human civil relations.
0: Because <laughs> I ain't dressed you in one of my fine wares. Come, R two, you can't go in there.
1: So restrict it <laughs> here. Restricted area. Restricted area. Go on, get out of it. Get out of
0: it. <laughs>
1: Apparently, in Italy, yeah, for some reason, R two D two is called C one P eight. Why? And it didn't say why. It was just, I don't know if. Yeah. Just, huh. And also Darth Vader Darth Vader in Italy is called Lord Fenner because Vader sounds similar to the Italian word for toilet bowl. <laughs> 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 and in France, C three PO is called something else, but I don't remember what it yeah what. And um Yeah. yeah I don't and then they sort of retconned it in the in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. They have in the French one there's an extra line where Three PO says I'm 3PO, formerly known as I mean, I mean, the word. <laughs> really, there's only one more thing for VPO Which is that um whenever he's sitting down they had to like take his legs off. <laughs> because the suit wasn't representable enough. What was the suit made of? Was it plastic? It was aluminium. Oh, and he was had it? like a bodysuit underneath it.
0: Okay. Cause I assumed that when he said it stabbed him in the foot it was just like plastic no, with shit. But, but
1: aluminium plates.
0: that can't be comfortable. It must it's get so hot as
1: well. Yeah. And he's in Death Valley on Tunisia.
0: Like forty degree heat. I meant to look this up. Was it always him in the suit? Were there any scenes where it wasn't him?
1: Uh I know for R2 D2 there were two people. Yeah? I don't know about 3P. I I didn't see read anything about it being someone else. I know for R2 D Two there was who was the second guy? There was the main guy obviously Baker. Okay. Yeah. And there's so there was a guy with a very strange name. Yeah. His name was D- Deep Roy. I've heard of him. Why have I heard of him? Because he was also sometimes Yoda in the later films. I and he was sometimes R2-D2. Ba- basically when Baker just couldn't bothered to show up. <laughs> he was sometimes... Because really all you need is a short guy.
0: Kenny Baker and Peter Mayhew were literally just cast for their height. Yeah. Kenny Baker said he only got the job because he was the shortest guy then, man. Yeah. And Peter Mayhew, he, like, the, the Lucas and someone else came in for the audition... And Mayhew stood up to shake hands with them. And they looked up and they went, yeah, he'll do. <laughs> Going back to Kenny Baker. Sometimes it's when they'd call, like, lunch.
1: Yeah, they'd forget about him. <laughs> just <laughs> leave so, him in yeah. Rtd. <laughs> too. But apparently neither Kenny Baker or Anthony Daniels were very nice people. Oh, really? And they really hate each other in real life. Really? Those two actors really don't like each other. Because? it's Nobody really knows. Like, hmm. they just, they've said a lot of bad stuff about each other apparently. Oh. They just don't like each other.
0: Because there's there's a lot of things like that about Star Wars. Apparently David Prowse hates Star Wars, and apparently Anna Guinness hates Star Wars, which yeah. I've got some stuff on.
1: But I don't know about them not liking Star Wars, but they don't like each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, apparently nobody... They, they themselves aren't particularly very nice people. Yeah. Either of them. And then they also just really don't like each other. Is
0: Anthony Daniels still plays c 3 P doesn't he? Yeah, he does but I think Kenny Baker died and they had to ago.
1: remake the 3PO suit because he's older <laughs> <laughs>
0: that makes sense
1: <laughs> do you enjoy the droids? yeah I've noticed it, it's like there's a lot of duos in this film yeah, there's 3PO and r Yeah, and Han and Chewie yeah. and then Obi-Wan and Luke I suppose Obi-Wan and Luke yeah and Leia's all by herself and there's just one of all
0: yeah. Vader and Tarkin
1: yeah
0: I hadn't actually thought that's a really good point I suppose Leia is the one who just flits between the groups.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that R two is more competent than three PO?
0: Three PO is just terrified of everything.
1: Yeah, R two like, is the
0: one getting stuff done.
1: Yeah, I, so I agree usually, but they're not in every situation. Such as like if you are going to like a meeting, or like in diplomacy. Yeah, like he's he's basically there for diplomacy. Yeah, if R two R two D two going around, you wouldn't be able to understand him for a <laughs> second. <his time. laughs> that's fair enough I, I, I don't know how this must have it must have looked really weird I'm ready but when R2-D2 was on the three wheel like fingers, yeah, three uh, you know he's got like his little front wheel his, his foot <laughs> yeah. when he has that it's a remote control model rather than being a guy inside it Yeah. and apparently that would struggle to keep up with the walking actors <laughs> so what they did n- none of this footage is any of the versions of the films they decided to not go with this yeah. understandably but they built several R2 models. Mm -hmm. And when one of them would start lagging behind, they'd like release a second one from the (laughs) passageway off the side. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So in the footage, R2 would be like slowly getting further behind. (laughs) And suddenly he'd be back at the first It's just
0: an army of (laughs) R2-D2. That's great. (laughs) Apparently those robots were. no good as well.
1: Yeah, apparently in Tatooine, they kept breaking down, like running into each other, because there was a, apparently there was like a lot of r- interference from other radio channels, right? Like interfering with all the droids, and they were just <laughs> running around and crashing into each other. <laughs> a bit bit chaotic.
0: Yeah, I imagine they'd get full of sand immediately. Yeah, that was mess with the electronics and all that.
1: Yeah, I've got that written down as Droid Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what I noted that as. I'd watch
0: a movie called Droid Mayhem.
1: Okay, you know the red droid that they were gonna buy before R2 D2? Yes. You know that, the, the head on yep. that kind of explodes? Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted to put explosives in it. Right. But they couldn't do that and have all the remote control equipment. Yeah. And. They were obviously reluctant to put a human inside to that they were going to blow up. Yeah. So for that, they just pulled it along with a rope. Oh, really? <laughs> up, yeah.
0: That's great. I love the bit in that scene, i sorry, before you go on, um, where the, like, the head of the droid explodes, and then Luke runs over and he goes, hang on, this droid's got a bad motivator!
1: <laughs> <laughs> As if that's the kind of thing that just happens to droids all the time. They only built for the crawler. The only bit they actually built was the, the the bottom of it basically. Okay. It was like twenty seven meters long. Yeah. And the rest of it was like paint paintings and also a model, like a local model for like yeah. a But apparently they were filming this on like the Tunisian border right. with Libya. Yeah. And apparently the Tunisian government got was contacted by Libya. And told to move their military vehicle away from the border. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, they were going to mobilize their army. So, the Tunisian government had to ask George Lucas to please film a bit further away from the border.
0: Film a bit further into our country, (laughs) please. That's great. So, was it the Libyans who blew up that red droid? Yeah. (laughs) They thought it was a military assault.
1: It's got a bad bone <laughs> It's a, a Libyan sniper. It's <laughs> They'll never, never. I know.
0: <laughs> they also killed all the Jawas. <laughs> yeah. These blast marks are too accurate for sand people <laughs> and stormtroopers. I think it was the Libyans. <laughs> yes. Wait, I live on the border of Libya. <laughs> <laughs> Luke just drives off. I think ILM made, like most of the droids you see in that scene were remotes.
1: Yeah. Um they well build. I mean it, it's kind of obvious which ones are remotes and which ones have guys inside. If it's walking around on legs. Yeah. There's a guy inside it if it's Oh so there was a guy inside, inside that um the the, d- the dustbin one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like how <laughs> I said the dustbin one you <laughs> <I laughs> instantly knew yeah. which one I was talking about.
0: <laughs> Do you have any favorites of the background droids?
1: There's like there's one that kind of looks like Three po yeah. but he has like a insectoid eyes. Yeah? Looks a bit weird. I'm kind of curious about that one. There's also one that looks like it kind of reminds me of a turtle. Yeah. It just, it just dry. It's really slow, and it like turns really slowly. as well. <laughs> Does I, it, it doesn't seem to be able to turn on the spot. No. It ter- It turns like it goes forwards like a meter. Yep. And turns like half a degree. <laughs> so. <it's easy laughs> the to worst droid.
0: <laughs> I'm a fan of the uh, the mouse droids of the Death Star. Oh yeah. I don't know what they do or why they're there.
1: I think they're just like general maintenance stuff. I was reading about them. Yeah? Because I was trying to find out more about them. And yeah, they I think, they, they think they're like general maintenance stuff.
0: They seem to just be a major trip hazard. <laughs> Especially with the low visibility of <laughs> those helmets. So, uh, where do we go from here? Should we do a like an overview of the cast? Because we haven't really talked through everyone yet. Alright. I would like to tell you about the 1,000 people who tried out for Han Solo. Okay,
1: go ahead.
0: Uh, give me a yay or a nay. Uh, a yeah, reasonable hand Solo or a terrible hand Solo, because okay. there are some terrible hand Solo's in here. All right, Kurt Russell.
1: What else he plays? Uh, he
0: was uh, he was Ego the Living Planet in Guardians Two, and he was a reasonably big action star in the eighties. I can't think of. I mean, I, I,
1: I'm familiar with the name, but I don't really can't really picture him.
0: I think he'd be all right. I think he has the chance to do it. Yeah, this guy doesn't. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that would be great! I'm it's the to play Han solo.
0: Like, it's a hand solo no from me. <laughs> Bill Murray.
1: Yes, please. I think that would be great! That would be fantastic.
0: <laughs> like, you really up for the cynicism of this hand solo. <laughs> he's less charming, he's just so fed I'm up. just
1: given up on everything.
0: Uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs>
1: I mean, it would be amusing. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it would be good. It'd be funny for like ten minutes.
0: <laughs> Al Pacino.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, he's generally good at uh, most things. To be honest, he's a drug runner. He
0: could. He plays his character from Scarface.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jack Nicholson.
1: Uh, I, don't know what I mean, kind of like who he is. He's the
0: main really. guy from The Shining. The he Shining. was the Joker in the oh, early yeah. Batman movie, the 89 yeah, Batman yeah, movie. Man. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I haven't really seen him enough to. I so. don't. I don't think he has
0: the charm that you need. Mm. But then I've only seen him playing insane people. So <laughs> Steve Martin. He was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. He was in. He was in I the was recent Plink Pink, Plink Pumper, Pink oh, Plink Panther. The Plink Yes, the Plink Plankler. <laughs> he would have been no good. And finally, Billy D. Williams, who played Lando.
1: Well, I mean, he's Lando. Would he play both characters? <laughs> no. Would <you> swap Harrison <laughs> Ford and that guy? Would Harrison Ford make you go to Lando? No. But I'm just no. saying. If <laughs> yeah, that's the if rule. That's the rule.
0: <laughs> I think that could have worked.
1: I don't know, because the only thing I've seen him in is Star Wars. That's a good
0: I point, I don't actually. know what else
1: he's doing. That's a good point. Do
0: you want him to come back? Or well, Lando? Yeah, in like episode 9 or...
1: I mean, his part is done, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they will bring him back because that's just what they seem to be doing. He's but still alive, no, so he's back. No, um, they'll bring him back just to kill him off, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean,
0: they brought back Tarkin and he's dead. The actor <laughs> and the character. But they found a way to squish him in.
1: But yeah, his, his world is done,
0: yeah. really. But I, I like him as Lando, but I still think he could have made a reasonable Han Solo. But apparently George Lucas didn't want Han, um, Harrison Ford to play Han Solo. Yeah, because he worked with Harrison Ford oh, on yeah, his previous yeah. movie, but Ford came in to help him out, basically to read lines opposite. I think it was um, actors for Princess Leia. Yeah, and basically fit the role so well that Lucas cast him. Only uh,
1: with the C three P O casting, yeah. Anthony Daniels was the only one who didn't make ridiculously forced robotic movements. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <So> that- <laughs> I saw an interview with him, and like, in, he went into the office, and in the background was one of these pieces of concept art.
1: Yeah, he and that's that's what made him like the character. Yeah, before that he wasn't too keen on it, and then he saw saw that piece of artwork and decided he really liked the yeah. character. And the art.
0: Yes, the only interesting piece of Prin- Princess Leia casting that I found was he considered Karen Allen, who played Marion in Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they apparently they every everyone who was anyone tried out for Princess Leia, which I don't. Fully believe because a the narrator said it on this documentary, and he seemed to think Star Wars was the best thing that had ever happened. <laughs> and also, everyone thought this movie was everyone really dumb. Was a flop, yeah. yeah, so I don't believe that. But um, yes, it's it's weird watching alternate audition tapes of mm. what could have been, and seeing how these actors they don't quite fit it. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't see all of these. But I saw Kurt Russell's. He was pretty good, but he didn't he wasn't quite there and then they show you like Harrison Ford's audition tape you're like yeah that's it he's got the Han Solo um who else haven't we talked about yet haven't talked about Luke Skywalker Mark okay, okay, Hanover okay.
1: yeah I have a something that again I was going to mention in sets but it kind of fits here yeah it's, it's weird go on it's the strangest thing it's in the garbage compactor scene right and so they've been filming for a few months already at this point, mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of a bit on edge, you yeah. know. The tempers they're like getting a bit frayed with each other, yeah. you know. And apparently, <laughs> they were like they were the actors that um, Mark Hamill and Harrison Force. yeah, were like standing around in the the set, yeah, on, you know, this, this rancid water with just garbage th- there, uh, just floating around in it, yeah, and. Mark Hamill would randomly pick up bits of garbage and start reciting poetry to it. <laughs> what? And Harrison Ford would pick up bits of garbage and start chewing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, so, doing really odd things. And, um, the bit where he, um, originally it was going to be Hamill sa- says which number of trash compact they're in to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he gets changed that it was Harrison Ford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hamill wanted to set, make the cell number or the... the, the yeah, I know what you before. mean. The number. Yeah, the number. He was going to make that his telephone number <laughs> and, like, immortalise it forever. Yeah. And then the part got switched... The line got switched to Harrison Ford yeah. and Ford said his phone number. <laughs> and Mark Hamill was really annoyed <laughs> yeah. and got... Put convinced Ford to read out Mark Hamill's telephone <laughs> number and, and Ford was like are you happy now <laughs> oh dear well the car apparently um, oh who played Obi-Wan what was his name Alec Guinness Alec Guinness paid Mark Hamill $20 to go away <laughs> because Mark Hamill was asking him about all his career and things Yeah. so he just said please go away <laughs> $20 and That's oh great. Also, apparently whenever Alec Guinness wasn't on set, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford would just not concentrate (laughs) on everything and just be really silly. And then when he came on set, they were suddenly really silly.
0: Yeah. Apparently, like, through this whole time when the crew were mumbling, uh, grumbling, the cast were prattling about Alec Guinness was always professional. Yeah. And Lucas says that without him and his professionalism inspiring the rest of the people around him, the movie would never have been made. It wouldn't have been finished. Lucas was very keen to hire lots of unknowns. Lots of young youths. And he was going to do that for everyone. Not obviously he wasn't going to hire a young person for (laughs) everyone. That would be weird. You fought with my father in the Clone Wars? (laughs) You're the same age as I am! (laughs) But yeah, the studio basically said, look, you have to get some named actors to get people in. The others
1: don't have names. (laughs) You have to get ones with names.
0: So he got Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness. Can we... talk about Alec Guinness and does he hate Star Wars?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's one of the first things I looked up actually because you hear a lot of things about people hating stuff behind the scenes and what you've got to remember first off is that Alec Guinness was already a respected and Oscar-winning actor pre-Star Wars. So Star Wars wasn't doing him any favours, he was doing the franchise a favour basically by being in it. Um, I think he came on board because he was keen to work with George Lucas, Mm -hmm. uh, an up-and-coming director, and because he was keen... Not on like the specifics of the story, but he wanted to be in the, something that was simply good versus evil, and he wanted to play a mentor character. So, while, while they were making the movie, in his diary, or was it a diary or a letter? I can't I, remember. I
1: think it was what I think you're going to say. It was a letter.
0: Yeah, he called the movie fairy tale rubbish. Yeah, I think that was a letter. I think you're right, but he did think it was would be successful because he negotiated part of the gross.
1: Negotiated a percentage of the profits rather than
0: yes, instead of being paid a flat fee. Yeah. So he clearly thought it would be a success, but he also agreed that he wouldn't have to do any press for the film. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't really want to sit down and talk about this movie. When he first saw it, this is what he wrote in his diary. He wrote that he was impressed by the effects and the spectacle, but not by the dialogue or the noise. <laughs> he kept whinging about all the noise. <laughs> He also said the battle scene at the end is five minutes too long. Yeah. But basically the reason he's bitter toward it is the fact that after Star Wars it was the only thing anyone ever remembered him for. Yeah. And <laughs> there was the story of a kid who came up to him um was like, oh, It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um Alec Guinness, I watched Star Wars over a hundred times. Can I have your autograph? And Guinness replies, I'll give you my autograph if you promise to never watch Star Wars again. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know whether that's true or not <laughs> but that's how the story goes so yeah basically he was tired of all the attention from it but he d- does admit the fact that the money he got from that deal set him up for the rest of his life he yeah. could never have worked again if he didn't want to so I think it's unfair to say that he hates Star Wars I think he doesn't like the attention do you think
1: that if he could have go back in time and not do Star Wars what do you think he would do?
0: <sighs> that's a tough call I don't think he regrets it. I don't think he regrets working on it. I think he just doesn't like the fan base and the fact that people obsess over that, mm. and like the fact that people they're watching Star Wars like exclusively, like that kid who watched it a hundred times instead of watching other things as well. Yeah. So I think it's yeah, I think it's the focus on that and the fact that people never come up to him and say, "I loved you in Bridge on the River Kwai." But did, did you know that he got a Best Supporting Actor nomination? At the Oscars for Star Wars. No. Star Wars was nominated for ten Oscars. And it won six or seven.
1: How does <laughs> it win six or seven?
0: Okay. Everywhere I looked, it said it won seven. Yeah. And I believe that's because on the Star Wars wiki page, it says it won seven. But if you go to the Academy Awards page for that year, it actually won six. And I think everyone else just regurgitates the seven from the top paragraph of the Star Wars wiki. <laughs> instead of what, actually did,
1: what's the extra one that people say it got
0: it, they don't they just say it won seven mm-hmm. but the six it won would you like to have a guess
1: a special a visual effect sure yep. yeah. did it win the supporting no it didn't win no, it he didn't
0: was nominated it, yeah. but didn't win
1: um, sound editing sound design yes it got yeah. sounds
0: <laughs> there was only one sound Oscar back then but it won <laughs> back it in the day yep um, uh, I don't
1: know
0: <laughs> uh, it won it won visual effects it won sound it won film editing it won art direction It won costume design and original score. And it was nominated uh, and didn't win. Best Supporting Actor for Alec Guinness. Best Picture, which really surprised me. Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. I don't know whether it deserves the Best Original Screenplay Oscar. Um, What won
1: it that year, do you know?
0: I think... I'm not 100% on this. Best Director and Best Picture went to Annie Hall, which is a Woody Allen movie. I think that might have won Screenplay, but I'm not sure. But Star Wars, I think, won the most that year, sweeping with six. Which is nuts. You can't imagine, like, a movie like Star Wars or Avengers or something like that winning the Oscars nowadays. Yeah. So, yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what we were talking about before I got distracted by the Oscars. <laughs> anything else you want to say about him or anything you want to add or anything you want to ask or should we jump onto a different character?
1: Han Solo. Hans Han Solo. Han Solo.
0: Um, I've told you about rejected Han Solos. Yes.
1: Well, we did Han Solo already, didn't we? Yeah. We want to talk about Vader. He doesn't have
0: a big role in this though, does he? Really? No,
1: he's twelve minutes of screen time. Really?
0: Yeah. And also, Tarkin is definitely his boss in this yeah. movie. Actually, I really like Tarkin in this. He's just a great character. Yeah. Apparently, David Prowse and James Earl Jones have never met. I don't think
1: there's no, um, no cause for them to meet, really. Well, you think
0: they'd be together at some Star Wars convention or some Star Wars thing? But if Prowse doesn't like Star Wars, I meant to look that up as well. and They didn't get to, but. Apparently, he's been really, like, screwed over by them, generally. Because, as you said, he thought he was going to be the voice. Yeah,
1: yeah, he thought he was going to be the voice. But then he's Lucas... It.
0: Lucas initially wanted Orson Welles.
1: Yes, but, but decided it would be too recognisable.
0: Yeah. Um, and went with James Earl Jones, which is I mean, a great decision. Apparently, it was a last-minute decision that Lucas really pushed for, for, to show Vader's TIE fighter spinning away from the Death Star at the end. Yeah,
1: and... Uh... Apparently lots of people were against it because they thought, oh, we're just to a sequel. Yeah.
0: And back in the day, sequels were... it's weird now, but I'll say what it was like back in the day and <laughs> then say how it's the opposite now. But back in the day, sequels were basically...
1: Just cash-ins, basically. But Cheap
0: they they the made they them way. cheaper. Yeah. But now, you get a sequel and you get more money for it. But back then it was like, yeah, you're... we'll make it the same thing again for less yeah. and people will come and see it again. <laughs> Have you seen any of Star Wars with David Prowse's original voice? No. It's brilliant. Look it up at some point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he just sounds so whingy. <laughs> yeah, dear. You can tell why not put any faith in it. Because apparently
1: ridiculous. it wasn't sort of officially established in this film that Vader had to stay in his suit the whole time. Yeah. So like, he's just... He's just sort of coincidence, like, I guess. And okay. like, nobody decided he has to stay in his suit the whole time.
0: Well, I suppose, like all the Stormtroopers, they don't yeah. have to stay in their costumes the whole time, presumably. Is this the first time we see a, like an unmasked Stormtrooper in Episode 7? Yes,
1: yeah, just. I mean, unless you count the clones in people.
0: I suppose, but they're not proper Stormtroopers, are they? They're yeah. not like, they clone troops. Yeah. Are we calling them different? They're different. Well, they groups. became just yeah.
1: part of the Stormtroopers.
0: True. You also see those um, Stormtrooper helmets being drummed on by Ewoks in Episode 6. <laughs> Do you want to jump on something? Do you want to go on ships?
1: Ships, okay. Oh, yeah, that's quite cool. Apparently, I mean, I don't know how much of this you said in the spaceship special. Go on. Which I'm now plugging.
0: Oh, yeah, episode 4 spaceship special. Is
1: it episode 4? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, First special. special.
1: So go listen to that if you want more Millennium Falcon facts.
0: Yeah, and yeah. what else do we do? We do Moonraker. We do Moonraker. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. And?
1: And, um. um. What's your other one? Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. yeah. I
0: was trying to think of your beautiful artwork.
1: Yeah, so Um, Um But yeah, apparently, to make the Millennium Falcon, they just smashed together bits of, like, abandoned aircraft and cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, here we go. And apparently, just making the chess set took, like, two weeks or something. I can't find it. Really? I wrote it down, but yeah. Yeah, just doing the chess set for two weeks. Let's go. Cool. Two weeks! <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, several weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know what he meant by several weeks, but, yeah. Did ILM
0: build the sets? I don't know. They definitely built the models. Oh, for the Falcon? Yeah.
1: I don't think they built the set, no.
0: They didn't build the set, okay.
1: But, yeah, so, the way, the way that the guy who built the set, or, like, the lead guy said, I was like, Oh, we, we arrange the aircraft component in specific ways. Yes. But you know that they just, like, <laughs> dumped a whole bunch of bits and just like, okay, let's get welding, guys. <laughs> he said he wanted the interior to look like that of a submarine. Where have we heard that before? I don't... Alien.
0: Dust boot. <laughs> that was an actual submarine. <laughs> I'm thinking Alien.
1: I I don't think either of them look like the interior of a submarine. Alien think.
0: looks more like an interior than this does.
1: Certainly on the, like, the engineering decks it yeah. does. I wouldn't say the interior of the Falcon looks like the interior of a submarine. Not at all. Oh, the chess game that they played. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I forgot what it was called. D- d- the uh, Jarek? Is yeah. It? Apparently the Emperor was a grandmaster at that. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> I'm sure you said this in the Spaceship special. We just made it. The design was based off a burger with an olive next to it. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and it became known as the Pork Burger. <laughs> the chess creatures are just stop motion uh-huh. stuff. Did they yeah. revamp that in special edition? I think they did revamp it in the special edition. We should probably go over which editions we watched. Oh, we should, yeah. I watched the despecialized editions.
0: And I watched the DVD I had which I think so is so the 2011 the one.
1: 2011 special edition the,
0: the re-re-re-release <laughs> I think because they did a...
1: the d which is tries to be as close to the you can
0: yeah but there are videos online sh- like showing all the differences between, between between all the different versions and that it was 25 minutes long <laughs>
1: yeah but I do remember noting or thinking when I saw the chess pieces in the D-Specialized one I thought it looked a bit different yeah so I I think they probably redid it because I know a lot of the stop motion stuff and the model stuff they redid the CGI yeah so that seems like an obvious thing to do to be honest
0: they did touch it up yeah
1: apparently I've never noticed this go on but apparently there's a pair of dice in the Falcon cockpit like hanging Yes, aside, and they got stolen, <laughs> so they only appear once.
0: But it's in the very first shot of the comic. Yeah, and
1: Chewie like bashed, true, like walked into them apparently. Yes, and then someone stole them, and they never appear again. Huh. And apparently, it's a homage to an earlier film that Harrison Ford was in.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, Lu- Lucas thought that um, Ford's character in that film had a pair of dice in his car. Right. But it was actually somebody else in the film who much count. Was it American Graffiti? It might have been
0: American Graffiti. Because that was Lucas' yeah. first film,
1: or second film. You certainly said this as well in the special. Yeah. That the blockade runner at the start mm-hmm. was originally going to be the Falcon. Yeah. I don't think you said this in the special that they. The cockpit on the Falcon Yeah Is the cockpit That was originally Going to be on the Brocade Runner They kept oh, that I didn't And they that. put a new one On the Bucade Runner Yeah And the reason They didn't use it Is because it looked Too similar to a ship From Space 1999 And Oh yeah The Brocade Runner Cockpit apparently On the model There Has a Tiny Star Wars Movie poster And a page From Playboy In the <laughs> cockpit <laughs> there's, some, there's some Interesting stuff About the Landspeeder land Which landspeeder Yeah that this this I thought this was quite interesting. They built it around a car. Oh, okay. And then they made it look like it was hovering. And in, in the close shots, they just sort of have the camera high enough that you can't see. Yeah. But then in the wide shots, they just use like reflective material and putting gelatin on the lens to make oh, it look like it was cool. hovering. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, that's quite cool. cool. They built it around a car, like, yeah. so you could actually drive it around. <laughs> it's just really cool. And they just put reflective material
0: underneath. Yeah. And then and slightly out of focus, essentially. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. We could recreate that. We could do We'd, that. But that's the thing. When you watch the special edition, you don't... I really want to watch the original. Mm. Like, the proper original. Because I'm sure a lot of the effects will be worse. Yeah. Quite, quite worse. But
1: it, it suits it more.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it fits the time that it was made. Having said that, a lot of... When you watch the like the side-by-side comparison, a lot of the stuff in the new is much better than the original. Even down to things like when Luke and Leia run out um, through the doorway and they get to the bit where the bridge isn't. Yeah. The echo in the original... Yeah,
1: I I, I remember when yeah. I got that echo. It sounds really dodgy.
0: It's really wonky. Yeah, yeah. So, technically, the special editions are better. And there's a lot of little things like that where they've just tweaked and improved stuff. But I still really want to see the original. I'd love to see the original on a big screen.
1: Like, I mean, think you can download the despecialized ones yourself. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I assume they did a pretty good job of getting it back to the original.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it seems so. Yeah. Oh, you know the targeting grid on the Millennium Falcon guns. Mm-hmm. Apparently, George Lucas saw a paperweight on Arthur C. Clarke's desk. Yes. And that's what they're based off. Oh, <laughs> really? That's cool. And. Uh, like this, I thought this was quite interesting because now you could just quite easily make this on a computer. Yeah. But some of the like 3D computer graphics that they do, they had to like each frame of that took two minutes to render. So they had <laughs> really? to render one, take a photo of it. basically. Yeah. They used a film camera. But that's like one frame of a film camera. So basically, taking a photo of it. Yeah. And then render the next frame and just do that and keep doing. Wow.
0: No. I didn't even think about how they did that. That's the thing about Star Wars. You can find out stuff about everything. Yeah, Every little tiny thing. Apparently those... The scenes where they're... Like the dogfight scenes, if you like.
1: Yes, they... um, They watched like, World War Two dogfighting yeah. material and they got like... They consulted with World War Two pilots on mm-hmm.
0: things. And Lucas edited together like clips from old war movies into like how he wanted it. Yeah. And then they basically edited it to, to, to those feats to... Make it look cool. Oh, we haven't talked about Chewy yet. Let's talk about Chewy for a bit. Real tall guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, his sound design was a mix of basically any loud animal you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Namely, tigers, lions, bears, walruses. All those kind of things. All mixed up. The Chewbacca suit. Apparently, after they filmed in the trash compactor, it stank for yeah. days. <laughs> and I can't remember how they made it. But they were... Doing like a redesign for episode seven, making it again from the ground up, and they were struggling so much that they went back to the original. Yeah, and we're like, this is genius. Let's just do that again. He didn't go to Tunisia, did he? Uh,
1: no, didn't. No,
0: because the cantina was a studio, so so he was never outdoors. He didn't have to be outside in that. <laughs> Although apparently the studios were really hot as well. Yeah, they generally are with all the lights. I could I tried to find stuff on Stormtrooper armor. I did find this really interesting thing. They have a little tube on the back, uh, like about where the belt would be on their back, and that was because, like initially, all of them were going to have lightsabers. Oh
1: no!
0: So they were, yeah, lightsabers were just going to be the weapon of the Imperial Army, which obviously was changed for blasters. But for some reason, the tube remains. So I'm sure that's been retconned or something else.
1: Yeah, they all just have lightsabers, but they just (laughs) they never use them.
0: (laughs) Whenever they turn them on, there's just horrible accidents. Oh yeah, the Chewbacca suit was made of yak hair. Um, the cantina band. Yeah. So basically for the um, Mos Eisley Cantina they just, they went all out and <laughs> made everything. This, yeah. um, we were talking about this before. Originally there's a wolf man?
1: Yeah. Which they then changed in the special edition to something, something else. else. But I don't remember like what. Like an insect But you can still see the wolf man in the background. Yeah.
0: That's one of the things I don't see the point in changing.
1: Yeah. It's like well, you just changed an alien... Yeah. There are lots of aliens. You just (laughs) add in another one if you want.
0: Yeah. Some of the changes are completely what's the point. Yeah. So at the beginning, when Aunt Baru, she says to Luke, Luke, tell your uncle that if you get a translated droid, you need to speak Bachi. In the original, that was just tell uncle. It wasn't tell your uncle, but they added in that word for some reason. Uh, there's another bit where, you know when Obi-Wan is deactivating the tractor beam? Yeah. Uh, he does a force flick and there's like a noise and the troopers go, what was that? In the original there was no noise. Yeah. So it was like, it was a mind thing. They, uh, but they changed it to him knocking something over down the corridor, I suppose. Again, pointless. Mm. Having I, seen- noticed,
1: I, I don't know if this is just because I didn't notice it in the special edition. Yeah. But the dialogue between those Troopers is a lot clearer than the original. Oh, well, like I could t- understand what they were saying. Okay. It was in the first edition. Like they were they, they were like discussing s- stormtrooper things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird seeing some stormtroopers just having like a casual conversation. Because they're yeah. talking about like there's some new droid or whatever and they're like, mm-hmm. Have you seen the new droids? And, like, I've seen her, it's pretty good, you know. It's like yeah. just oh. having a collar conversation,
0: yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, talk- oh the Cantina band, that's what I was gonna talk about. Um, if I say the name Phil Tippett, does that mean anything to you?
1: Yes, I've heard the name.
0: He so. was the guy, he played one of the members of the Cantina Band, but he was the guy who did the stop-motion dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Oh right. And they got thrown out and then he became the dinosaur supervisor. And he played one of the Cantina Band. And the Cantina Band is called uh, Tigrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. Good. And there's eight of them, I think. But one of them was sitting out for that performance because he wasn't required. (laughs) They have their own Wikipedia article. There's not much to say on the costumes. They just kind of made a load of them. Right. And put people of varying heights in them. Good. It's a very simple simple plan, really. And I've said some of the stuff I was going to say about that anyway. I can talk weapons a bit if you want. Okay. So the main two I I dug into were the lightsaber. And the uh, Han Solo's Blaster. Right. Now, Han Solo's Blaster they <laughs> lost. So it's based on like a World War One, World War Two yeah. era automatic pistol. And it's got uh, like the scope on the top and various other extra bits. But it seems to have just have been like a resin block. <laughs> it wasn't anything that didn't a thing he just wiped it about. Yeah. But that went missing. But a um one from the one of the subsequent movies went sold for auction. Nope, sold at auction for half a million dollars. Which is nuts. Yeah, I don't know if I'm talking about for a new hope. I don't know if it was stolen or if it went missing. But I love stories of movie props being stolen. Yeah, there's like there's something with Lord of the Rings I still don't quite have, but several of them went missing. And there's I, think, I told this story on the podcast about the guy who um, nicked the Spider-Man suits. Yeah, and they found yeah. in his lockup that he had a Batman suit <laughs> as well.
1: Yeah, you, told me you said that. I think it was a Spider-Man episode. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, the lightsaber. You can find like a a breakdown of every single part on that lightsaber, what it does, what it's made of, and all of the little in um all the little continuity errors between the various shots and the various movies, and it's an insane amount of detail. But the main body of the lightsaber is a thing called I need to get this right a Graflex, which was it, uh, held the the flash on an old timey camera. yeah, and yeah basically they were looking around for something that was that shape and size and this was a cool and interesting thing and they stuck lots of stuff on it like bits from old calculators and that sort of thing I wasn't entirely sure on this thing that I was reading whether it was like what they used originally like definitely or whether it was just the best guess of the person who was writing it when the lightsabers are ignited they were thinking with just a bit of wood (laughs) <laughs> with a reflective <laughs> material around them, it was the stuff they use like on street um, yeah. street road signs is the not street lamps, that's called a bulb, but the stuff they use on road signs that reflects. But I think they had to hype it up a little bit in post-production as yeah. well. Um, they definitely did in the special editions. Oh yeah, when they were doing the lightsaber fight, they told the actors that they couldn't actually touch lightsabers because <laughs> when they've been practicing um, or like testing, They'd kept breaking. <laughs> They'd broken so many lightsaber blades. They attempted to get the glow with, uh, with like a practical onset effect with, like a motor and spinning mirrors. Yeah, and it didn't really work. <laughs> and it sounds incredibly dangerous. So yeah, they they binned that, uh, and did it in post. The lightsaber sound is an uh, the hum of an old movie projector, right? And interference from a TV set. And what they did was they played the sound, the flat sound, and they moved a microphone around the noise so that it made the vroom vroom noises. It's just a microphone being moved closer and further away. I felt I thought that was quite cool. Just giving me the image of a sound guy waving his microphone <laughs> out like a lightsaber. <laughs> uh, Vader's lightsaber was also one of these Graphlexes. There was much less information on that because you barely see it, to be honest. I mean, you see the big red bit, but you don't yeah. see the handle. Yeah, apparently this wasn't the first occurrence of a laser sword that can cut through anything in fiction it popped up in lots of other little things but obviously this is the most notable one would you say a lightsaber is the most iconic movie weapon
1: yeah nothing else springs to mind is
0: yeah I can't think of anything but then I'm an idiot
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yes
0: there you go That's some of the things I discovered about weapons Chill. also the so the, the um, okay, Jedi have blue and green lightsabers and the Sith have red lightsabers. But the Jedi ships fire reversed, red lasers. Yeah. And the. Um, the Empire fires I green. Mean. Yeah. Don't know why. Just a reversal. Yeah. I suppose so that. Why would they have a colour scheme? <laughs> Do you want to tell us a bit about the sets?
1: Okay. I will tell you several things about the sets. Good man. So, the Rebel base jungle. Yep. Gavin 4. Yep. That was filmed in some Mayan temples in Guatemala, right? Oh, cool, yeah. And so, apparently, when George Lucas was filming in England, he saw, like, a, a advertisement in a travel agency for Guatemala, yeah. and just decided, we need to film here. <laughs>
0: so he wanted a holiday.
1: That's think so. <laughs> That's what it was. But um, actually, actually, okay, I'm going to segue a little bit. I've got some more to say about that, but on the yep. subject of Jungle Planets... Tatooine was originally going to be a jungle planet. Yes. But George Lucas decided he didn't like the idea of filming <laughs> in a jungle for a long time. So he made it a desert. The desert would be much nicer yeah. to film in. But yes, anyway, they, they went to Guatemala and apparently they had to like leave some of their equipment there for a few days. Yeah. And so they just gave the locals a six-pack of beer and said, look after our cameras, <laughs> please. And then it off. Oh, there's an actual town in Tunisia called, like, Tatawi Oh, really? Like a very similar spelling, yeah. Huh. Is that where they got the name from? Is it? A coincidence? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where they got the name from, it's not a coincidence. And, yeah, all of the interior shots, or some of the interior shots, and, like, the courtyard of his house were from a hotel yeah. in Tunisia. It's like a two-star hotel. <laughs> so it's a bit rubbish. But, yeah. And, oh, yeah. So this also happened in The Phantom Menace, when they were filming there. Right. A lot of the sets were just, like, destroyed by sandstorms. <laughs> and the same thing happened in The Phantom Menace Yeah Joe, did you know that on the first day in Tunisia There was the first major rainstorm in 50 years
0: <laughs> Why yes, well, I had heard such rumours Apparently the guy stepped out the door and he was like Nope, we're not filming today, everyone just take the day off
1: So yeah, they left the skeleton there When they were done Yeah And when they went back to film Attack of the Clones It was still there
0: It's probably still there to this day Yeah I bet you can find out on the internet what that skeleton is, what creature that is.
1: Uh, what, the st- what it is in Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I did, but I didn't write it down. Yeah. It's, it's from, like, a Disney movie originally. Yeah? And they just shipped it out, yeah.
0: It blows my mind that there's such a level of detail. But there's a there's a book called Tales from the Cantina, yeah. where you get the backstory of everyone who's in the cantina. It's a level of detail like like nothing else that there has ever been. Your like your sister has an action figure of the um, who is it the, the Zumbi, Rancor
1: the, the tra- Zumbi, yeah. yeah
0: a guy who has like less than two minutes of screen time <laughs> you can't imagine like Back to the Future being like I wonder what the story of that Libyan is who shot Doc Brown <laughs> I want I want a story about him and then you go and buy the book about that guy mm. though I lo- actually I know I said earlier that Back to the Future should never be touched and that they should never make prequel I sequels I want the movie of Doc Brown <laughs> building a bomb for the Libyans of pinball machine parts and then stealing their plutonium. Yeah, I'd watch that movie.
1: Oh, apparently George Lucas wanted the sets to look dirty and grimy, yeah. but the studio crew kept cleaning them <laughs> despite his existence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But that's one of the other like groundbreaking things this movie did. Was it? What's it called? Used future. Yeah. Because like the other big space movie that had come out at this point was two thousand and one. That uh, was very like clean. Clean and pristine. Yeah. But this, he wanted to look. It wanted. He wanted it to look lived in. And now everyone does that. We take it for granted. If you're gonna go and shoot somewhere, why would you choose a desert?
1: What I don't get is they did some of it in Tunisia and some of it in Death Valley. Why don't we just do it all in one or the other? Like? they so
0: far away from each other. Yeah. Was it? Was it Death Valley where they did the, the like the Podishing. rocky stuff, like where R2D2 is hiding? In the oh yeah, yeah,
1: that that that's Death Valley, I think.
0: Okay, and Tunisia,
1: was Death Valley is more is more like a rocky, yeah. desert, whereas Tunisia is more sandy.
0: Yeah, the thing is though, after going to Tunisia, they went back for Return of the Jedi, yeah, and for Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then for who knows how many of the prequels. But well, he
1: obviously decided he likes it there. Yeah. Did they get back there in temp- um, Last Crusade? Been, last Crusade. I
0: think they definitely went to a desert. I don't know if it was that one. it was <laughs> some desert or other.
1: But that's the thing, like, just use a desert. It doesn't work. It has Sands. Go yeah. to a beach. Go <laughs> a beach.
0: Do you reckon it's like Lucasfilm sponsored by Tunisia? <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, if I'd had this kind of horrible, horrible time there, I wouldn't go back. Not for five more movies.
1: I guess everything I've got to say.
0: Do you want to do a skim of the notes? Oh, yeah. When they were working in the studios, there was this weird union rule that the filming day had to end at 5.30pm yeah. on the dot, unless they were in the middle of a shot. Yeah. And all of the crew seemed to have just been there because... Like to get their paycheck and then to leave at the end of the day. None of them seemed to have any enthusiasm for movie making. Also, the actors hated the dialogue.
1: Yes. Apparently, um, Guinness said like, when he was like, glad his character was killed off because it meant he didn't have to read any of this rubbish anymore. <laughs> what, what was it Harrison Ford said? It was like, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. <laughs> yes. Do you agree with that criticism? Well, some of the dialogue is a bit. Weird, like I know this. Okay, this isn't this isn't what either of them were talking about, but it's just something I noticed. Go on. There's the bit where they put the tracking device on the Falcon. Mm-hmm. There's a really ham-fisted bit of exposition where Tarkin, likes, like, goes, oh, "I don't remember if his Darth favorite or was like, did you put the tracking device on the Falcon?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you know, but they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there was
0: the line that that I always think is ridiculous is. Uh, Governor Tarkin. I recognise your foul stench the moment I was brought on board. Some lines like that are just... I don't want to say ridiculous, but they are a bit out of place. So. Yeah. But I don't mind all the stuff that's like referring to other stuff in the world, like Luke saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. I quite enjoy that. quite like that, that
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, at the end, when they had uh, two or three units going on at the same time, George Lucas would cycle between them, frantically. <laughs> so he could be on set for when they were shooting.
1: Well, the distinctive TIE fighter noise yeah? is the squeal of a young elephant along with the sound of a car on a wet road. Huh. Do
0: not you know so, how you yeah. get that from that? Okay. <laughs> Vader's breath while we're talking about sounds. Um, the sound designer put a little microphone into like a, the tube of a scuba tank and just breathed through it. Our last thing. After all of this pushback from the studio... Fox's stock price doubled in three weeks after Star Wars was released. So, yeah, it paid off.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you want to talk about the film just very quickly? Briefly? Or... Yeah, we can. You know what we should do? We should talk about the effects. We should. On this effects podcast. Do
1: you think they hold up? I watched the... The no, DSV ones, so that's not...
0: Okay, really... uh, what was the difference like in effect
1: quality? Sometimes it was really noticeable. Like with the echo. Yeah, that was really noticeable. And sometimes, like when R two deploys his third wheel, yeah, there's like a really jarring disconnect. It's like <laughs> yeah. it, it like jumps from one frame to the next. And the same when they're turning on their lightsabers and things like that. Yeah. So sometimes it it can be quite noticeable. I think like Princess Leia's hologram, I didn't really things like that that kind of looked quite complicated to yeah. do. I didn't really notice much difference with those really.
0: Okay. Yeah, because that's the kind of thing you think would be yeah. noticeable or worse. I think this is a movie that hangs on its effects. If the effects had been no good, I don't think we'd be talking about it today.
1: Yeah, because I, I, all the reviews from the time always say like how good of a spectacle it is, yeah. more so than anything else.
0: Yeah. That and the music, I think. Yeah. They really... I don't think enough credit is given to music. In no. Because the there's very few terrible movies with excellent music. Yeah. Um, so should we should we wrap up
1: right.
0: should we jump on the best effect worst effect which effect, effect. It's kind of a neat segue from yeah. what we are just talking about
1: Ooh, best effect worst effect okay I'm going to pick as best effect yeah the shot of the millennium falcon entering the death star hangar yes I like that shot it's a good It's
0: a, good shot. a lovely shot ah oh, so many good good effects in this movie I really enjoy um the Death Star and Alderaan exploding mm. um, although they've been heavily touched up in the um, redo I like a lot of the the costumes are good
1: yeah
0: it's, it's weird because they're so simple really but at no point do I think that Chewbacca is just a dude in a big fairy suit <laughs> yeah yeah, I see it's, and, or I don't I mean I suppose I do a little bit with C3PO but I'm never like I was just a guy in a guy in a yeah kind of dust spin on wheels so yeah that lightsaber fight isn't spectacular it's
1: not nearly a spectacular yeah. but then well,
0: it's, it's basically it's been surpassed yeah. in the subsequent movies can I have the trench run yeah like all the ship stuff in the trench I think it's fantastic yeah I'll take that worst effect
1: worst effect oh, I'm, I'm going to take the echo on that <laughs> yeah at,
0: uh, the that's very wonky Oh, I because I watched the special edition, mm. I can choose C, um, CGI Jabba the Hutt. Oh,
1: yeah, CGI Jabba.
0: Oh, god. Oh, no, it's not even CGI Jabba. It's, it's the... the bit where Han Solo walks behind him and awkwardly jerks up to step over his tail. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worst effect. Oh, dear. It will not be surpassed. So I mean, the special edition gets a lot of hate. Yes. For mainly the Jabba the Hutt scene, and shooting first. And handshell yeah. first. But I think in many ways it improved it. Like, technically it improved it. Whether you think that's a good thing or not is to be... Yeah, objectively
1: a yeah. of the effects are better. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they added in some shots like the Falcon taking off from Docking Bay 94 which is a lovely shot. Mm. Um, can't really complain about it. The other, the other main complaint I have with it is all of the other CGI creatures, like the Stormtroopers riding around on giant lizards. Yeah. And, yeah, like the... Um, Brachiosaur looking things outside Mos they they're all just distracting more than anything but a lot of it they technically improved and yeah I don't think they deserve as much rage as they get it's hard to say whether it would be better if you left it alone though
1: yeah I mean you could have just touched up some of the effects that were a bit dodgy you know Yeah. just improve what's already there and just yeah. touch it a little bit mm-hmm. that's what you just
0: but I think this all seems like a very frustrating experience for him, in that it never was what he wanted it to be. Yeah. So you can understand why he's going back and tweaking, poking and prodding, but I certainly think it's the best thing to do. Uh, anyway, well, what's next? The
1: best oh, section, Joe. Is, is there only two women in this movie? <laughs> um, well, first of all, we should start off by saying what we're doing. Oh yes because... Recasting someone As Jennifer Lawrence Yeah The greatest actress Ever to live.
0: <laughs> so The obvious Shout is Princess Leia
1: No Be gone Because, because well, she doesn't even Show up until like Three quarters of the way in And she's very like, like She immediately starts Like bossing everyone around Like Stop
0: <laughs> um, Okay so Where do we go from here Oh obviously It can't be Aunt Beru Because she dies <laughs> She's like <laughs> Immediately <laughs>
1: I would say yeah. Tarkin, but he dies. Yeah, he does. Tarkin is a good shout though. But he does. unless we well, as we <laughs> we are allowed to substantially <laughs> alter the film. Yep. What about Vader? Well it started off with just um making male characters female. And now it's dumb. Some minor <laughs> tweaking and now yeah. it's just rewriting the <laughs> film and <I'm> Jennifer <laughs> I I would go with Tarkin over Vader. Yeah? I always like so okay. I like in Star Wars the non force characters. Yeah. Because the force characters is like they're like special, yay, look at <laughs> they me, I'm do. a force user. Yeah. And I always like it when the non force characters keep up with them oh, despite not being able to use the force. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I yeah. like that.
0: In this movie, Vader isn't
1: Vader's very subservient to him.
0: Yeah. And he he's basically
1: He's much less like violent and
0: He's a demonic. big magic stormtrooper. Yeah. Basically. Because he just does as he's told and threatens people, yeah. he becomes interesting in the later movies.
1: So yeah, tarkin over Vader. But then we've gotta make sure she survives. There is a
0: moment where to yes, someone... say
1: there's a moment someone comes in and says, Should I have my shuttle standing by? And what she just go, Yeah, okay. In our moment of triumph <laughs> That seems like a sensible promotion. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it should be what now in our moment of triumph? Of course not! You can do it, it's fine. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone. Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we never surrender. I mean, that would work. That seems do too a... simple, but it would work. What if... I you have any other character suggestions as well. It doesn't have to be Tarkin.
0: Cantina Ben. <laughs> all of them.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, they all look God. the same, so... <laughs> no, they don't have very much screen time. To... Well, neither does Tarkin, really. I, I like Tarkin.
0: He has a spread through the movie. Yeah. I mean he doesn't have a lot. if Vader only has twelve minutes, he can yeah. only have ten max. But it is spread through the movie.
1: I I, I think Tarkin is a good idea. Yeah. I'm I don't know if we're Tarkin. gonna
0: beat Tarkin. What about my favorite Stormtrooper? Look, sir, droids.
1: <laughs> well she'd so have to take the helmet off. And then it would then that would be the first helmet without first helmet without the stormtrooper <laughs> on. The first stormtrooper without his helmet on, or helmet on, I guess, in this case. Yep. Also the first female stormtrooper, except Phasma, actually, no, okay. No,
0: that's a good point. What about all the Jawas? <laughs> They're
1: not nearly tall enough, and you can't even see their faces, so it's, like, shadowy. No. Joe, Tarkin.
0: Alright, so, what if Vader It's like, prepare my ship, I'll oh, destroy them all myself, and yeah. Tarkin, you're coming with me. <laughs> and it's just the two of them squished into a one-seater fighter. <laughs> And that's why Vader can't hit Luke in the final <laughs> scene. Yeah.
1: Jennifer Lawrence talking. Yes. And she escapes by. <laughs> swishing being on, in the same post. Vader's fighter. Although, as I mean.
0: we see in The Force Awakens, they are two man or TIE fighters in The Force Awakens are two man ships, and you sit in them back to back, and one that's of you flies and one of you with the gunner.
1: That's not in the real Star Wars.
0: I mean, there's no reason to assume there aren't two people in The TIE fighters in this movie, is
1: there? Do you also see the pilot doing the shooting though? Oh, that is true. You do. And making all the scammers. Yeah, the other guy's
0: just there for the ride.
1: Yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence talking. No, okay. Go on. I know I don't usually suggest things. I just adjudicate. I have a suggestion. <laughs> go on. She tanks Darth Vader's TIE fighter without Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vader dies. So are you so killing Jester, Vader? Killing Vader off. <laughs>
0: And then she assumes the Vader role in the next movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Alright, I'll take it. No, it's not up to you, Joe. <laughs> Alright. This is go. my segment. This is my segment of the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get Troubled Productions. You get Troubled Productions.
1: <laughs> She's gonna steal Darth Vader's fighter. Yep. Convince everyone that she is Darth Vader. She's taken off the suit. <laughs> <laughs> but you look just like Tarkin <laughs> Steals Darth Vader's TIE Fighter Yep And uh, lives Killing off Darth Vader
0: Yeah Excellent Done Perfect, Perfect. <laughs> What if she takes the TIE Fighter And then just shoots down all the rebels <laughs> Yeah <laughs> and the exactly. Death Star is fine Death
1: Star is at the rebel base
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah Perfect Excellent Star Wars ends there, there are no sequels so
0: the sequel is Vader and Tarkin go to kill the emperor
1: <laughs> but Vader's dead you know no because the Death Star was the fine a yeah. there's
0: a buddy cop movie <laughs> Tarkin is the hardline fun, and Vader is the the, the rookie the with a temper yeah. and he's lightsabering everyone
1: <laughs> wonderful
0: I'm so on board with this
1: see Jennifer Lawrence makes everything better Joe we've yep.
0: just demonstrated this <laughs> And Han Solo survives because he doesn't come back.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I'm taking my money."
0: So him and Chewie are just knocking We're around the, the yeah. yeah, making castle runs and <laughs> delivering spice and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so that oh, brings yeah. us to the leaderboards. Leaderboards, oh, yeah. All right, should we should we go with above above or below Alien? That seems like a good start.
1: I'm putting below Alien.
0: Okay, now the first Star Wars is good. Yeah, it's fun, but.
1: Oh, I do really like the first Star Wars. I mean, I, I like it, but I don't think it's as good as Alien.
0: No, Alien is more pure. That sounds this dumb way of putting <laughs> it. More good, focused, good. is yeah. what I'm trying to say. I might put it above Alien. I don't know. That, that feels wrong. Alien is very confined, though. The Star Wars is a much bigger world. Yeah, You see a lot more, and experience a lot more going on.
1: But we're not comparing the Star Wars universe with the Alien universe. No. No. I would agree Star Wars has a better universe. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm
0: saying that it allows you to see more cool effects and more stuff going on. Yeah. For reference, my alien is sixth.
1: Yeah, I have it is... fifth if you exclude the Jellifer Lawrence tier. In which case which... it would be sixth if you included that. So what are you thinking?
0: Below alien, are you going to go below diehard then? Um, no, no. Between alien and diehard. Okay. Sounds good. You know, I'm actually tempted to copy you. <laughs> but it will be the other, the other way around. Yeah. yeah I think I'm going to do that so mine is 1, two, three, 4, 5, 6 and yours is excluding Jennifer Lawrence 1, 2, 3, 4, 5,
1: 6 oh excellent what oh, beautiful symmetry except the rest of our boards are quite different that except makes...
0: they were very different in many ways yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> alright I think we did it well wonderful I think we told people about some of the things that happened in Star Wars Thank you for listening to Practically Effective. You can listen to us on the SoundCloud and the iTunes and the YouTube. Oh no, we should talk about uh, YouTube. Oh yeah. We're transitioning. We're going to start doing some YouTube videos yep. where we basically try and recreate effects from films Yeah. very cheaply and amateurishly. Yeah. But as a way of kind of explaining how they were done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can learn. You can learn about balls. It's edutaining. Oh, no, don't see that <laughs> No, but it hopefully will not be terrible. Yeah. That's the hope. That's the dream. Also, we're, we're, okay, so the main point of bringing that up is that we're going to put the podcast on a pause yeah. in order to While make a start on that. that. Yeah. Because we've been trying to do a YouTube thing ever since we started this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: And we don't think we'll be able to run the two at the same time. So, yeah, we're going to have a crack at the YouTube. Yeah. See how that goes. And hopefully one day run we'll the two alongside yeah. each other. Okay.
1: Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to Practically Effective. You can listen to us on the SoundCloud and the iTunes and the YouTube. And we have a Twitter and a Facebook. Probably shouldn't say Twitter on SoundCloud, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, what's the other thing I say? Email. Email, practically effective at gmail.com you have any madcap
0: special effects practical effects that you think we can recreate on the internet for your amusement
1: please email them to us yep or jennifer Lawrence can feel free to email us as well when she listens to this because i'm sure she does i'm
0: 100% sure she listens to incredibly high quality
1: all of our high quality effects. content yeah yeah it's amazing she hasn't emailed us already i know
0: i hope it didn't go to the spam folder well, she's very busy <laughs> this is true still working on x-men dark phoenix yeah <laughs>
1: all right thank you very much for listening Goodbye. Oh, you have to press stop. chungus you, you press stop. Man. What are you doing? <laughs> it won't stop. The,
0: the people demand that we <laughs> never stop making practically effective. Oh, dude, this is a bit weird. This is really Why weird.